Welcome to the People's Church Sermoncast. You can join us for our live worship services on Sundays at 10 a.m. People's Church is located at the corner of Mill Plain and Andreessen in Vancouver, Washington. Please visit our website at peoplesvancouver.church to learn more about our community and how you can get involved. And now for this week's sermon. You're listening to the sermon cast from People's Church of Vancouver, Washington. You're invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. We're located at 6801 East Mill Plain Boulevard in Vancouver, Washington. For more information, visit us at peopleschurchvancouver.org. Now for this week's sermon. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. I'm going to throw out some steak today. Some meat, okay? Um, for you that's used to coming up and getting ground up porridge, you know, and us spoon feeding it to you, you know, maybe you only come to church Sunday and then the rest of the time. I'm going to beat up on you a little bit today because God beat up on me and I got to share the wealth. You know, this is just another episode in the Chronicles of Vern. I'm a stubborn day. You guys, hey, patience, mercy, they showed me what love was because I'm a wild donkey of a man. I'm stubborn and willful. Uh, I was a drug addict. A sex addict, I mean, man, out of control. But God loved me enough to keep on relentlessly coming after me. That beautiful people in my life kept praying for me, rescuing me, gave me a foundation. He pulled me up off the scrap heap and put my feet on a rock. I grew up in the church. I grew up knowing the difference between right and wrong. Took me a while to figure it out. But it was a foundation that was laid for me because God has purpose for all of you. And this is what Jesus said in John um, 9, 5, 9, 4, 9, 5. I must work. See, some of us have been Christians for a long time, you know, and uh, some of us are retired in the pew. God's got work for you to do. There's no retirement from God's community. We have to rebuild now. COVID brought us down. I believe a lot of people just decided it was okay not to actually come to church, not to be a part of a community. I love these people. Been here a long time, 20 years now. I know you do. Appreciate it. I come here to get filled up. I was reminiscing today because I was like, this shirt, this shirt I wore on the first date with my wife, I think that was about 2007. Yeah. The suit, 2011, her parents gifted us with the first cruise. The picture you see on my profile pic on Facebook, that was the first cruise we went on. So I keep my stuff. You know what I'm saying? Wear it a long time. I don't know where I was going with that, but I'm, I'm back now. Remember the good things that God has done for you. Remember what he's continuing to do for you. But there's a price for that. I must work. Must is an imperative. It's almost like you don't have a choice because the Holy Spirit will impel you to work. My whole life now I can... I can just recall verses in my mind. How many of you got this today? If you ain't got it, you better get it. You know what I'm saying? Don't be a starving Christian. You cannot do the walk of faith without knowing what God is telling you to do. How to unlock the spirit of God is time. It's time. You can't recoup the time. You understand? You can't get it back. 
Once it's gone, it's gone. We must work while it is day. That means now. Because there's going to come a time when you can't work because you die. That's a fact. Feel me? That's a fact. Jesus said this to the disciples. And prior to this, prior to this, Jesus had healed a blind man. He'd been blind from birth. And he was impelled by his kindness. But also, there was a point. Because the reason why he said this, now, the disciples were speculating about this man. Disciples were going, uh, well, who sinned, his mom or his dad, that he's born blind? You ever feel that way sometimes? You see somebody with an infirmity? You see somebody that's not completely whole? What'd you do? You know, somebody in your ancestry sinned? This was Jesus' answer. Does that even seem to connect? It doesn't connect for me. They asked about this man and his situation. Jesus is like, you need to get to work. I must work. I'm healing this man for you, for the glory of God. We have an assignment that it's about the glory of God. In Sunday school class this morning, we were talking about when Jesus healed Lazarus. Lazarus was four days in the tomb. And in that culture, four days meant you couldn't be resurrected. You're going to start to kind of get a little pungent. You're going to smell a little bit. Jesus said, I am the God of everything. Don't dismiss what God can do because you don't know. I must work. When you're saved by the grace of God through Jesus Christ, the workings inside your heart change. You can't do anything but, if you're truly saved, to work towards the works that God has put in you. It's particular. I need to work the works of him that sent me. And if you find yourself getting a little upset today, if you find yourself feeling a little negative, or you find yourself thinking, oh, that's a great sermon for somebody else, well, that's between you and God. You know what I'm saying? I, my goal, my heart, my desire is that you reach the potential that God has for you. He's got potential for every one of us. The touch of somebody's heart. I went to a funeral for my godfather a couple weeks ago. Wonderful man. Touched many lives. Nobody had to stand up and lie about this man's life. My father's the one that invited him to church. And there's a legacy of people that lives he touched and changed. That's what we're doing here, church. That's our work. And it never ends and it never stops. So what if you're kind to your family and your friends? People without God do that. Do the work. I had to do some work. When I went on my vacation on the boat, I finally, y'all know what was going on with me for the last three years. I just got a hip replacement in July. I sell cars. I walk a lot. I was miserable for three years. Couldn't get in to have surgery. It tore me down between COVID, Pastor Mulkey dying, and all that. I was in my cave. You know, like when David was in the cave of Adullam and everybody was trying to kill him. Like, I ain't doing anything. Why is everybody chasing me? I just was down in the dumps. I had nothing for no one. By the time I got off work, man, don't call me. Don't ask me to do anything. I'm good. Leave me alone. That's where I was. And I was miserable. Miserable, you guys. I missed you. 
But God still had, I still had people touching me and calling me and talking to me. Gene was walking that out with me, you know, and, and it was just so hard. But when I got on that boat, I committed myself to getting in my word and to listening to positive things, to feeding on the food that God has left for us. You know, there's many things. That, let me let me tell you this. If you don't know what's in that word, it's very hard for you to walk out this Christian life. You know what I'm saying? Because the word is feeding you so much stuff, so many entertainment, so much distractions. I got convicted because I was looking through Netflix and I couldn't find nothing to watch because I'd watched it all. Like, wow, hours and hours and hours devoted to these people who don't care about me. And they're serving up food that is no good for me. Fast food, junk food for my mind that seeps into my heart and keeps me stuck, not doing anything that God has for me to do. God changed my life. God changed my life. And I'm a mess. I'm a mess. If anybody you want to talk, you want to talk to me about sex abuse, drug abuse, all that stuff, I'm your guy. I know how to talk about that stuff. And I keep it 100 and I keep it real. You feel me? Because we're all trying to just have a good life. The Christian life is simple. It's just not easy. It's simple. It's just not easy. Oh, man. Hallelujah. Um, hey, could you put up first Peter, Second Peter? There's, uh, I'm just going to riff a little bit today. But most everything I'm, I say is going to come out of the word of God. I've got these verses in my mind that, that occur to me in certain situations because I've fed on the word. And this is one of my favorites. This is in the message version because some of you old school, new, new King James and King James people might not understand it. Um, but he's talking about, he says, you have everything you need for life and godliness when you come to Jesus Christ. He deposits in you the ability and the faith and the understanding to do what you need to do. And then he'll just guide you along with some growth. Most of you are infants in God's economy. You understand? If you're just coming to church, you listen to a sermon, then go about the rest of your week with no interaction with God, you're going to stay a baby Christian. And you're not going to be equipped for the work. You know what I'm saying? It's the difference between an amateur and a professional. You understand? Don't stay an amateur Christian because God needs you to be a professional. Equipped for every good work. To be able to serve. Whoo, man. You know, he intervened for us. He wants to take you to maturity. He keeps pressing. Does he say press on towards the mark? Put up Timothy. So my son, throw yourself into this work of Christ. Throw yourself into it. What changed in my life over the past Since the first, I made a commitment to God. I'm going to stop doing stupid stuff. I'm going to get get up off my butt in the morning and get on my knees. I'm going to read his word. I'm going to fix my body. I'm going to get strong because I feel better. I'm going to stop eating things that make me feel like crap, and I'm going to do his work. And he has woken me up every morning. He's got me out. I was thinking about a job change and, you know, things are getting tough. I'm always, my head's always like, oh, well, I don't know. If I, I, I'm a, Wait a minute. You just settle down. Get your mind, body, and your spirit right before you make a choice that changes your life. 
You know what I'm saying? So this month I'm getting strong. Next month I'm getting fast so I know what the Lord has for me and what he wants me to do. I want to hear from God. God will speak to you. We have an individual obligation to the Lord to grow this life. I used to tell the people, you know, if I come to my wife and say, hey, baby, guess what? I got about two, three hours for you on Sunday and maybe a little bit of time for you on Wednesday night and the rest of the time is for me. Oh, no, 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 my friend. That's not going to work for me. I need more, right? God needs more from you. He wants more from you. He wants to have a relationship with you like a friend. I want to see God. I'd like to have God talk to me face to face like he talked to Moses. I want to be greedy for what God has for me. Because if he has something for me, he's got something for you. You can touch a life, change one life. How many of you have have given anybody the opportunity to come to the Lord in your whole Christian life? You changed a legacy. I'm mentoring a young man right now. It's been a couple years now. Wild donkey of a man just like I was so I could just see him. But God brought him to me in the midst of all that pain, all that. There's no reason. But God brought him to me so he could wake me up. And this boy's life is changing. It's changing. He's got two little boys. I'm like, those dudes need you. I want to see that treasure. You hear me? Those are the treasures laid up in heaven. Those are the works that God is going to look at and say, there's some verses that cause fear in me. He who remains stiff-necked after many rebukes will be cut off without remedy. That bothers me. I don't like that. You feel me? So I prefer to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct you. You understand? I don't want to walk up to Jesus when I die and come up there and he's like, hey, Jesus, I preached in your name. I touched people's hearts in your name. I gave away money in your name. And he looks at me and says, hey, hey dog, man, bro, you, you just, you're not in my book. Get away from me. I never knew you. Don't sit in this pew and get complacent about where you think you are with the Lord because he will impel you to good works. And they're particular. God has put you here for a reason. That's what I believe. You're in a Christian church today for a reason. Don't get it twisted. It's no coincidence. My man, Junior, I'm praying for you because I know God brought you here today. I got a message for you. Georgia, I see you. Come on in here. I want to see the community of God grow and thrive. My man, Bear, good to see you with all that long hair. You know, I, you don't understand. I love you people. I want the best for you and God wants the best for you. We have to build a strong community for what's coming. Society's going crazy right now. You know, I used to be, I'm a news junkie, I'm a total geek, and I'm looking at this stuff, and I used to just, oh, oh man. You know, and the election came and gone, and I had so much hope, and it's like, you're stupid. This is man. You know what? No, you know what I do now? I just look at the headlines, and guess what? That's my prayer list. That's my prayer list. Give it up to God. Serve it up to the Lord. I don't have to worry about it. Been getting real slow at work. Interest rates are up. Car prices are up. People are just, uh, I'm like, everybody at work's just gripping. Oh, man, I got to get a check. Got to get a check. Got to get a check. And I was like, Lord, you know what I need? And today, I'm standing at the top of the pile because God just keeps bringing people to me. I'm just flowing. The Lord has got me. I don't have to worry about anything. God has got you, people. Let him have you. Because when he has you, you will find yourself being kinder to your wife, being kinder to your husband, 
having some understanding when people disappoint you. Another verse that comes to mind for me was, your anger does not bring about the righteousness of God. So when somebody does something to you and you find yourself growing angry, how would God want you to respond to this person? I had to do that last week. And God salted my words. He gave me wisdom and understanding so I could reach out with a manly hug and say, I'm disappointed in you, but I understand. I'm disappointed in you, but I understand because God understands me. I'm learning about grace and mercy. You know what I'm saying? Because we all need a little bit. Not too much, because then we get thinking we're doing all right. We ain't never doing all right outside the province of the Lord. You know, there's so much stuff out there that's so distracting. Football, basketball, you know, I'm a die easy fan now. If you ain't playing good, I don't want to watch you. I ain't got time, you know. You know, I want to see excellence or I don't want to see it at all. People get mad about the WNBA, but come on, man. I'd rather watch high school basketball. That's just me. I'm just saying. I don't want to. I, I don't want to have time for some excellence. You know how I watch the NBA now? YouTube will do the whole game in like nine minutes, all the highlights. Right? I don't have time. I don't have time to support another man's name on the back of my on my back. You know, because he ain't giving me nothing. He's not cutting me a check. It's all wee 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 when your team win, but I don't see no checks coming for all that time I invest. How much time are you investing in the Lord? Seriously. I mean, seriously. How much time are you investing in the Lord? And if you need some resources, say, oh, well, I don't read very well. There's a Bible app called YouVersion. They got, they'll, they'll talk to you. While I'm working out, I can listen to three chapters of the Bible. And I don't have to comprehend it right then. It just sinks in. It's food for the soul. There's different versions. If you don't understand, oh, this is the message I got up here. You know, the Passion Translation. Wake up, people. The devil is on the move. He's doing, he's working in our government. He's changing our lives. Tyranny is coming. Don't think there was a bunch of Christians in the Ukraine the morning the bombs started dropping and they thought they was okay. You know what I'm saying? When it really comes down to we're living in the lap of luxury. We have a wonderful life. We have wonderful freedoms. Don't take them for granted. God has got things for you to do. And don't wait till the bombs start to drop before you go, oh, man, I better get right with the Lord. You know? I better get about what God has for me to do. It's too late because one time it will be night. And maybe that person that God put on your heart dies that day. This is real talk. It's not to make you feel bad, but if you feel bad, you maybe got to get on your knees and talk to God about that. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to miss it no more. I'll tell you a story. There's a guy, Scott, at call. He's come to church. They moved up to Longview. He's got a business. And um, there was a pastor, Felton Campbell, over in Portland. The one thing I loved about him was no matter how long it had been since you'd seen him, he would always be just, oh, brother, so good to see you. Oh, man. You know, just make you feel like, because you ever been around them Christians that, you know, when you see them, they'd be like, oh, where you been? What you been doing? <laughs> you feel me? <clears throat> you understand? Know like, well, not coming back here. That's what I'm doing. <clears throat> you know? We're, we're, we need to be loving and compassionate. I used to love that about him. So I called Scott because God put him on my heart. I believe I have some prophetic leanings. God puts people on my heart. I was telling JC, uh, I had sold him a Ford Edge, and I seen one in front of me look just like theirs, but not quite as nice because I sold him a real nice one. But, uh, and I called him, JC, you coming to see me at church tomorrow? Yeah, man, I'm going to be there. What time? Hallelujah. Praise God. He's here. You know what I'm saying? God puts people on our hearts. He puts them on our hearts to pray for 
to touch. Because in all y'all that come late and leave early, stop it. Because people don't know who you are. Stop it. Talk to people. Get to know somebody. Because we need to know how to pray for you. There's plenty of people I reach out to that don't come here anymore. Start reaching out to people you used to love, you used to sit next to. You know, because they need you. They need to know you were thinking about them. I had to apologize to my man, Walt, because I've been thinking about him for like four days. He had surgery on his hand. He's good to go. Walt's amazing. I love him. You know, but call him. I told Bear, man, I miss your face. I don't want to just talk to you on the phone. I want to see you. So you can see in my eyes that I love you. I care about you. I care about what's going on in your life. And I need some help. You feel me? I need some help. God wants you to fulfill the purposes that he's planted in your heart today. Every day. There's no retirement. There's no sitting back waiting because there's somebody that specifically needs the touch that God has put in you to give to them. You know what I'm saying? Because I work around a lot of secular people. I don't need to be all buttoned up. They know me. They know me, but I let them know me. And then I shower them with kindness. I cook food for the guys at work. There's one cat, he's like my adopted. He reminds me of my son. So I'm always feeding him. His wife gets a little upset because he comes home, he ain't hungry. But it's December and I like to cook. And me and my wife, she, she doesn't really eat the way I eat. You know, I'm protein, I'm an animal. She's kind of like, yeah, baby, I need some, some other stuff than that. So I hate throwing away food so the guys at work benefit. And, and, and cooking's my thing. I don't know where I was going with that either. <laughs> but I'm just saying, church, wake up, exercise your gifts, no matter what age you are, no matter what level you are. Invest yourself in the Lord. Young people that's sleeping in the back, invest yourself in the Lord. He will guide you. He will remove the confusion from you. He will cut through the nonsense and the noise. Be about God's business. When you were a child, you thought like a child and you behaved like a child. But when you become an adult, put away childish things. You know, this society is serving up pleasure. Spend all your money on this and on that. 30 watches in the last two years. Stop it. That's ridiculous. God healed me from that affliction. You know what I'm saying? Hey, he's got me. You know, hey. I'm, I'm, I'm like Paul. I'm like Peter. But, Vernon, do you love me? Yes, Lord. I love you. Vernon, do you love me? Yes, Lord. Vernon, do you love me? Oh, man. Hey, you know it all, God. You know it all. You know, I want to show him. I'll show you my faith by my works, says James. You know, faith without works is what? Say it again. Faith without works is dead. So if you got it in here, you know what you got? Maybe fire insurance. Maybe when you get up into heaven, there's going to be a little trail of smoke coming off of you. You know what I'm saying? You know, I don't want to take the chance. You know, I don't want to take the chance. Either you believe in God or you do not. Either you believe in the God that is beyond anything you can imagine. He's not the man upstairs. He's not that familiar. He is other than us. That's why he can be so great. You know, have people saying, well, I was supposed to be a man, but I'm a woman. So God made a mistake. Your God's too small. Your God's too small. You know, my God's, woof. And he's been helping me. I know it. 
You can't take that away from me. I'm experiencing God on a personal level. You need to experience God on a personal level. Dispense with all the nonsense. You know, dispense with all the crap. The stuff that doesn't, doesn't, it's just unreasonable. My nephew called me, I adopted nephew. He called me last night. He's like, Uncle V, man, you got a sermon. You got something that you could send me that, that would help me. I said, help you what? Well, I just, I'm just feeling some type, I feel in some type of way because you're being stupid. You know, stop playing. You made a bad decision and now you're living in it. And now you're trying to figure out, you know why you can't figure it out? Because your brain doesn't comprehend your feelings because they're not matching up. You're trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. So get out of this silly situation you're in because you didn't listen and get right with God and he'll clear the air for you. You know, he'll remove the clouds so you can see the sun. Understand me today. Get to work, church. There is a work to be done. Oh, it's such a relief. Me and my wife are getting along better than we ever have. Because we just decided to be in the moment of loving each other. Forget what's past. You know, forget what happened then. What's happening now is I am 100% invested in you. You be 100% invested in me. and Go Team Vern. Feel me? You know, God is 100% invested with you, church. 100%. Not 50-50. 100%. Invest yourself in the Lord. If you don't like to read, you better learn. Some things are easy. Some things are hard. But I'm just telling you, it works. God wants a one-on-one relationship with you. Outside of your spouse, outside of anybody else, you and God need to have a vertical relationship. So you can have a horizontal relationship with everybody else. I can honestly tell you, I have no hate in my heart for anyone. Honestly, I want the best. I don't have time for it. I don't have the energy for it. I was telling you guys about a guy at work that uh, he just insulted me one too many times with the way he was behaving towards me. Like I was going to steal something from him or I was always trying to get him. And I was just like, you know what, dude, I got plenty of friends. I don't need to be your friend. I didn't talk to this dude for over a year. And I'm not that guy. If you pass me, I'm going to say something to you. You know, and the other day I finally started talking to him, you know, because I just couldn't keep it up. Because it's unnatural. It's unnatural. But he values me more now. You know what I'm saying? People need you. We need each other. We are the living stones. Jesus is the capstone and the cornerstone. Feel me? We are the stones. You know, that's what Jesus said. You know, the rock. You know, Peter wasn't the. The rock, his confession wasn't the rock. The confession that Jesus was the Christ is the rock on which everything is built, not the man. You understand? Get into the word of God. The stuff I'm saying is in the word of God, and it all fits together. You know, so you can speak wisdom and understanding and get out of being stuck where you're at thinking you're okay. Because you're not, because God's got way more for you to do. There's no retirement in the kingdom of God. Don't just sit by yourself with your fire insurance thinking you're going to get in. Because I don't, I don't want to take no chances. As I always tell myself, some guys, well, what if there's no heaven? Then you know what? I've lived a better life here on earth. Amen. You know? I was helping a lady one time. My, my dad has infected me with helps ministry. I mean, infected me. I cannot count a time when he wasn't doing something for somebody. He's never made a dime on a car. That he sold to anybody because nine out of ten times he was giving it away. (laughs) 
But it was wonderful, a beautiful example of living your life with an open hand. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm going to preach a little longer today because I'm a Baptist boy. Y'all are going to just have to endure me because I woke up with a lot to say. And a half an hour ain't going to do it. I'm sorry. I ain't sorry. I don't care if you want to go, go. But listen to me now. I know Elka's going to work, so I'll give her a pass. Bye, Elka. I love you. You're wonderful. Amen. Amen. (laughs) I'm excited today, church, because I think God is going to revitalize us. Cast your net. Remember when Jesus told the cast your net out on the other side? He's like, oh, Lord, we've been fishing all day. We ain't caught nothing. But, what did he say? He said, but I'm going to obey you. And I'm going to throw my net in there. Boom. And guess what? Not only we are not responsible for putting the fish in the net, we're also not responsible for certain amount. Just throw your net in the water. You understand? Throw your net in the water. Do what God has charged you to do. Do the things and open up your heart to the Lord so he can bolster you up. Stop being afraid about how you're going to make it. Let God be in charge of that. And listen, and listen to the people that got you here. Listen to the people that love you. I had a young man the other day that kind of, I did him a big favor. A big favor only because I cared about him. And he really squandered that favor. I got him a vehicle from somebody. Everybody at work's like, oh, I can't believe you got him that car for that much. Oh, I can't. That was such a gift. Yada, yada, yada. He traded it. He traded it for something else. And when I, that's what I'm talking about. You know, my anger does not bring about the righteousness. Everybody told Burn going to get you, man. I don't even want to be around when he finds out you traded that vehicle for this thing. And uh, I was tortured in my sleep for a day. Just thinking about, I was, oh, man, I worked so hard to get him that car. I was hot. I ain't going to lie. I was hot. <laughs> and when I saw him, God had already worked on me. I said, hey, man, I just need to tell you one thing. I worked really hard to bless you. I know you had a need. And there's going to be throughout your life that people care about you and they do things for you. But eventually, if you keep on doing what you do, people are going to stop blessing you. Don't squander those blessings. That's all I said to him. I said, hey, your thing, once it left my hands, it's on you. Fast forward to uh, Friday night. I'm late, late at the dealership. Dealership's closed. He's the last guy. and His car won't start. I'm the only one there. This little bucket won't start. And, oh, man, and he's texting and calling people. It's Tim's friend. Tim knows him. He's calling people, and, and they're like, who's there? Fern. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man, he's going to get you. And I shot home. We couldn't get that bucket right. He lives out in the center. Come on, man, i give you right home. And I got a chance to witness to him. I got a chance to show him some grace and some mercy. I got a chance to talk to him about the Lord and getting some purpose in his life and and finding something that's going to build him up and strengthen him. You know, it was a wonderful moment, you know, and I'm just telling these stories. I'm not trying to pump myself up, but I'm just letting you know when you start investing yourself in the in God, he gives you more to do because he knows that's that's where my heart sinks. You know, that's that's wakes me up and brightens my day, you know, because I know he's doing it. I, I was telling you about Scott. I kind of passed over that story, but and this will be the last one. But uh, so and then I called Scott again a couple weeks ago. Hey, brother, how you doing? I was just thinking about you. Want to know if there's any way. Oh, gee. I said, oh, you calling about my surgery? I said, I didn't know you had surgery. 
God just put it on my heart. Goes, oh, yeah, I got surgery in my foot. Da, da, da. I was, Let me pray for you, man. Let me pray for your recovery. Yada, yada. And I prayed for him. And then two days later, I get a call from him. He's like, hey, Vern, I got this dude Chris on the line. He's having some trouble. He needs somebody to talk to. Okay, guy's up in Yakima. Well, his testimony, my testimony. My experience, I gave him a little testimony. I'm going through, I went through the exact same, same thing. The exact same thing. So I was able to speak into his life right there. And then the next day, God put him on my heart. And I texted him. And I called him. Hey, man, how you doing? Stay strong. And God gave me Joshua. He said, be strong and courageous. I said, because once you make a decision to do the right thing, guess who wakes up? The devil. And sure enough, he was just devils. Boom, boom, boom. Hitting him. Hitting him. He said, man, how did you know that? I said, hey, I've been in your shoes. I don't walk this path. But God is strong. And be courageous. Stand up. I said, you can't fix this. Don't put your fingers in there. Just you can't fix this. Just step back and let God do his thing. And then the next day, I texted him. Hang in there, brother. Da, da, da. He calls me. He said, hey, Vern, I'm going into an AA meeting right now. I, but, man, I'm going to call you when I get done. But I heard from Scott because I was keeping Scott in the loop. And Scott said, yeah, everything turned around. You know what I'm saying? Everything. And the next text is, man, I can't wait to meet you. You know, but I am honored to be able to be an influence for good, for godliness in somebody else's life. I am honored. I'm humbled that God would pick me, but he picks you, too. He brought you to church today. He brought you to the knowledge and an understanding that there's something out there that can help me. There's a lifeline out there that can help me. You don't have to explain it to anybody else. I know that I know that I know that God loves me and he's invested in me and he wants me and he knows me. I need to take the time to get to know him. And you will get to know him through his word. Just read it. You don't need to have any formalization. I'm getting so sick of us trying to formalize things in the church. You know, Jesus was informal. You read through Jesus's miracles. They were all different. All of them. Everything he did was different. The way he did it, what he did. You know why he did that? Because the Holy Spirit works the way he wants to. The way that will bring glory to God. That is our whole purpose here. To bring glory to the Father who birthed us. Can I get an amen? Man. The song that's been running through my head this entire two weeks. God is on the move, on the move. Hallelujah. God is on the move in many mighty ways. Be a part of it. Be a part of it. Be a part of this community. You know, I grew up in church and when I went to my godfather's funeral, I got to see so many people. There were such good memories. Man, I was just like, Woo, man, I love these people. This just brought back all the goodness. This is a good place. It's a triage clinic to the broken. It's a, it's, a, it's a place that you can come get. I come here to get hugs. Man, I'm greedy for some hugs. I'm greedy for the love. Be greedy for what God has for you. Be greedy and drink from it. And, you know, if you got something you want to talk, to about, talk about after service, let us know. There's many people here that can touch your life. If you're new to, new to church and you never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, we'll help you with that. You can do that today. You know, reacquaint yourself with the God of the universe. Reacquaint yourself with the God of peace. You know, be anxious for nothing, but in all things through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Bring him to God and he will give you a peace that transcends what you can understand. It's a soul peace. First time this morning I woke up, I take my blood pressure every morning. First time it was normal and I can't even remember. It's probably pretty high right now, but I love you, church. I love you. I thank you for allowing me this opportunity to speak to you today.
I hope the Holy Spirit has touched some of you. You know, I hope God strengthens you. Keep praying for me. I'll keep praying for you. Let's build this body. Let's build this body. Let's build this body. Do the work. Do the work. You must do it. All right? Let me pray you out of here. Heavenly Father, God, we glorify you and thank you. We ask, God, that your face will shine down upon us, that we will feel your peace, that we will set about doing the things that you called us to do, that we will give you more time every day. As we wake up in the morning, you will fill our hearts and our minds, that we can gain knowledge and understanding from you, that you will be king over our emotions, the things that make us not exercise, the things that make us eat the things we shouldn't eat, the things that make us harm ourselves, Lord God. Pray that you would just take over those things. I pray strength and understanding, Lord, over this congregation. I pray that your Holy Spirit will descend and bring us up to the level that you have designated for us, Lord God. I thank you so much in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Vernon, for a great word. We love you. We're going to do the works of the works of the one who sent us and called us. Uh, if you're new to the church, if this is your first time or you've just been coming for a while, uh, come on down and, and meet me. I'd like to take a few minutes here and pray with you. If you're here today and you have never accepted Jesus Christ, today's your day. And uh, after what um, Vernon preached, it's just easy to come and get saved. It's easy to say yes to the Lord. But he wants us to do it together. He said, I, I, I want you to confess me before men because I confess you before the world. So God bless you. Have a great week. We'll be back here Wednesday night, 7 o'clock for prayer. And um, blessings upon you. Next week is Christmas Sunday morning, one-hour service. It's going to be amazing. Bring the family, and uh, God bless you all.